0: So welcome everyone to another summer drop-in session here on Dead Men Talk, and I've got a really special guest today, it's the first time I get to talk to this guy, he is a fellow author from across the pond, Andrew Hess, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem, how are you out there, how's, how's life out there at the minute? Uh, it's,
1: it's hot, the air, <laughs> the air conditioner had broken so we just got it fixed today, so like, it's finally starting to calm down in the house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just what you need this time of year you know bring oh my on, god bring on autumn so uh, um just just for the purpose of uh everyone that's listening anyone who might not be familiar with yourself and your work just just give us a bit of an intro sort of who you are where you are what sort of led you into the writing world firstly
1: uh sure uh so uh people know me as the king of cliffhangers uh i write a lot of uh mystery suspense and uh my readers were the ones who actually dubbed me the king of cliffhangers because I just, uh, they always want to wring my neck because I always <laughs> get the whole story, but they, I, I do a little plot twist at the end to make you wanting the next book, like in the worst possible way, um, but they all love it. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually, I, I'm originally from New York, and I moved down to Georgia about a year ago I'm um, in the, uh, the northern Atlanta area. Uh, I started writing in 2005 when I was in college, and didn't put anything out until 2011. Okay. And I started with a free verse poetry book, and then kind of started going into my novels. Uh, the first uh, novel I put out was a government conspiracy novel, uh, fictional piece.
0: Always a good place and, to start, I think.
1: Yeah, it, it was just about a um, basically like the government hiring. Twenty-year-olds to basically go out and kind of kill off like you know their their enemies essentially, cool. uh, and they're basically just being too stupid and too naive to be like, oh uh, hey, let's say no to this, <laughs> like hey, let's just go ahead and do it, you know, like. <laughs> so
0: there's probably a lot of people out there with that attitude as well. So, so
1: probably, you know, especially when you and the the twist for them was that the main character they were dangling his mother's uh, death over him to be to say well we'll let you get revenge for her her murder and we'll tell you who did it so that was the like the the icing on the cake for him and he's like I gotta do it I gotta do it you know so um that was the that was the book that actually started it all that was the one that got me into writing in the first place okay. and from there I just started writing uh murder mystery books detective novels romance suspense yeah, so Did you,
0: is there anything that makes you decide to write in a particular genre or is it just where the mood takes you when you start writing? It's
1: really where the mood takes me. Um, I really, I just wanted originally just to do the government conspiracy novel and I was just white, I was reading and watching way too much like detective shows and detective novels and everything. I'm like, I really want to make one. So I did a female detective and wanted her to be like this super like, you know, like badass woman that just like takes on everybody you know she's not going to take any bs from people and and then that started on its own path and then I kept seeing like a lot of people going it's a romance and I was like let me try at it you know let me just see what I can do so I started doing that and started romance books romance suspense books Um, I wanted to like write out um, kids books so I started to do recently kids books um i wanted to actually put on like my own spin to horror books so that's going to be coming out eventually oh. so it's like the mood just really hits me at that time that's
0: brilliant because i uh I've, I've written i'm not as prolific as yourself um i'll get to that in a minute i'm really impressed by the amount of books that you've actually been able to to write Thanks. um but yeah so i spanned over the horror into um children's books last year and um yeah, I mean I am always interested with, with people who, who write across multiple genres as to what sort of takes them in that direction. B, it was quite natural, it was, you know, I'm a dad, I was reading a lot of kids' books. That's what happened. Years with... going around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, um have you had sort of feedback from readers um on your books which have then like you just mentioned, sort of comments or anything that have made you think, you know, at that point I'll I'll try something over this side you know is it something that you you feel you wanted to do or are you you you're happy to be led by your readers as well
1: well the the going across multiple genres was definitely more of um, me driven than my readers uh, my readers have definitely been happy with anything I put out and um, but I have listened to them when it comes to uh, other situations like Um, I, I've actually, the fourth book in my detective series, um, I let one of my very, like, very passionate readers read actually in advance, and and before I even published it, nothing, and she's just like, this isn't your typical work. She goes, I, I'm actually a little disappointed, and I went, really? So I said, what, tell me what I need to do, and she let me have every bit of, like, what she was thinking, I rewrote the entire story. Well, I I wouldn't say the entire. I rewrote about maybe half the story about less than three weeks before it was supposed to come out. Wow. And sent it back to her. I said, what do you think now? She read it again. She's like, this is much better. Went through the editing like really, really quick. Put it back out right on time. I think I delayed it by maybe a week. And I was just like, you know, this is this saved me because I, I would I don't like putting out anything that I think is going to be, you know, yeah. trash or garbage, you know. So and that thankfully, like my readers, are very on point with that. They'll tell me if they don't think something's up to par.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. So you you got a you got a, a fan base that you can trust. You know? Yeah. And you know, I think having people like that is what shapes you into a better writer because you can take not criticism but feedback however constructive it is as it's constructive um you can then credit that to them and i think that's great when they know that they've helped develop it in some way absolutely you keep them then which is brilliant yeah so, um, so the big question for me because i'm i'm a writer who who works sort of full-time as well so it's it's still quite very much sort of a hobby or sideline for me i've not been able to make any kind of living out of it or anything the amount of books that you've been able to write, I mean, is it, is it, it, do you have other things going on or is it really just get up and write sort of thing?
1: No, it was a lot of different things. So in the beginning was a little bit easier to put out a lot more. Um, You know, obviously in the very first like couple of years, it was like, let me get like one book out a year. Then it was, let me get out two books a year. And then I started picking up speed and I think at one point I put out like four or five books in one year. And all I really had at the time was I was getting married and that was pretty much about it. It was go to work, you know, worry about getting married and writing and able to just crank them out. And then within the six months after being married, uh, we ended up getting, uh, you know, we conceived our first child and, um, he was born, you know, probably about a year and a couple months after we actually had gotten married, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm like this is this is hard." I'm like, "It's really difficult to ba- to balance being a husband, a father, working full time, and doing the writing." Yeah, it slowed down my process tremendously, but somehow I'm still finding like just like a, an hour here, two hours here, wherever I can, yeah. just like get something going and trying to like aim for like at least two, three books a year.
0: Cool. And you still got the inspiration coming to you, which is the, the yeah. important thing. do you have, do you have spells where you, you know, like say days or weeks at a time where there's just nothing there or, or okay. are you constantly inspired?
1: No, there's, there's definitely times where it's just like, there's nothing there. I'm writing a book right now and I, the the first draft of it i had everything outlined but it wasn't as much passion into it and i was just kind of like you know what just let me just keep pushing through just keep pushing through you'll get there you know just that's what you know the next draft is for yeah and i'm on that second draft now and that passion just like kicked in and i i'm up to the fifth or sixth chapter in the in the rewrite and i've already increased my word count by about sixteen thousand words wow. Wow. and it's it just like it just took a whole like new level to this story and i'm like this is awesome i'm like <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait to see what the finished product is going to be of this book now because it's just like that passion just really kicked in on it
0: that's brilliant and that's i think um, when you when you I hate rereading my work i must admit so when it's out there i kind of just leave it alone but when i've gone back and read it it's like reading it as a reader it's almost like you're reading it for the first time um so that kind of process i can i can understand if you're going back through the second draft you're probably seeing gaps in there you're getting new ideas you're falling in love with it all over again yep yeah before it's even finished which is take some inspiration for that
1: yeah i I, it's hard to like reread anything because that, that very first book, The Government Conspiracy One, I, I kid you not, before I even put that out, I probably rewrote that book about six or seven times. Wow. I decided to do like a whole new cover and republish it out this earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I've rewritten it again. I'm like, nope. I rewrote like a whole ton more of it again. I probably put in like another like 15, 20,000 words, more information into it and everything. And it's just like, at, what point, at what point do you decide it's finished? You know, that, I, I get
0: asked that, but you know, it's different as you go person to person. Do you know when your stories are finished or do you just literally think I've done this enough, I need to step away?
1: It, it's that I get more to the point where it's like I got to step away. But I kind of feel like any, if I do go back to read that book again, you, even like a month later, a years later, I'm going to sit there and be like, it's not, it's not complete. I got to go back and do it again. I don't think it's ever going to be where it's like, it's good enough for me because I'm going to look and see that there's something I can add to it. But I get to a point where I usually feel like it's good enough for me to put out for readers because I think that they'll enjoy it and they'll like it. But for me, I'm kind of, I kind of become a little bit of a perfectionist with my books where I see the slightest little thing wrong with it. It's gonna like bother me.
0: <laughs> so the the immortal question in the writer world. Um, you're obviously very you, you know, very focused. You got a lot of ideas going on and that. Are you a panzer or are you a planner? When it starts to when you start writing it out, have you got storyboards everywhere? Do you plan your books before you start writing them, or do you just I, start writing?
1: Them? I I do like one outline, and then you. <laughs> So I used to go strictly by the outline, and that was it. And then I did the very first uh, romance suspense book I did, Number One Fan. And that one I went way off the grid on. I maybe did like the first few chapters according to the outline. And then I would say probably by like chapter six, seven, somewhere around there. I just went like way off the mark on it. And I went whole other level where the whole outline basically got scrapped except for the ending (laughs) and like flying by the seat of my pants coming up with like things. It was, it was probably one of the hardest books for me to write and somehow it still came out like really amazing. And it was probably one of the highest word count books I I put out and it was, but I, so now it's become, all right, I'll outline things. But I'm um, still kind of, kind of deviate off a little bit, but find a way to reel myself back in. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got to have the, the. Bit, I, I guess when I do it, because I don't plan, I can't do it. I've not got time nor the patience for that. Um, I want to one day be a lot more structured. But as long as I've got, again, I probably have the ending before I've got anything else. So then I, I really do write a book backwards. But then I'll start in the middle, and I'll pad it out, and it, it changes. That's what I, I do really enjoy that because I think you're really going with what inspiring you at the time. Is there any one of your books that if someone was to ask for one, if they were going to pick any one of your back catalogue and for you to say, this represents, or this is what I'm most proud of, or this most represents my style, or, you know, uh, which one would you pick?
1: Uh, that's hard, really. It's hard because it's... There's two of them that are always like my babies. So it's just like those two, I, I always say, like, I love to really talk about them. I, I can't really say which one clearly defines my style because like I said, it's always ever changing. It's, it's it never like the same. Um, but the Phoenix played project justice, which was the government conspiracy one, um, because that's always been, that's been the baby since 2005. Um, but campus killer which is the first book of the Detective Ryan series. Uh, that's the one that really everyone flocks to and they love. And that's the one that really locks them into that whole Detective Ryan series. Okay, cool.
0: Brilliant. Thanks for that. I'll, uh, I'll be checking some of those out myself, I think. Too. Oh, yeah. So, when you um, do, do you mainly write series or have you had some standalone ones? How, uh, do you,
1: I definitely have some standalones and even some of the books that are in the series can essentially be their own standalone books. uh, But they, they definitely read a lot better when you read them in succession. Um, I did one book um, that was a psychological fiction book called Traps Inside Living with Agoraphobia.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I've seen that. I I did, did check that out. Actually. I was intrigued by that one.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, that one was just like something I wanted to just try to bring awareness to to, because a lot of people don't really understand social anxiety Mm -hmm. and that's a very, uh, I wouldn't say uncommon, but it's very, um, misconstrued. A lot of people just think immediately, like if they have agoraphobia, it's just like, you can't leave the house at all, Mm -hmm. which for the most part, yes, but there are people who have varying degrees of agoraphobia and there are some people who don't want to leave their house at all there are some people who they can leave but only under certain circumstances and it was something that i wanted to just bring awareness to for people Uh, so that that on its own was a a standalone book and i've done a couple other ones i did um, a um a woman's divorce book uh finding strength wow um, I do want to eventually capitalize on that. Not capitalize, but like evolve it a little bit more yeah. Yeah. to two other parts. Um, and then I had a, another one called Learning to Love. So it's another uh, story about a woman who is in a marriage, but she falls out of love with her husband. And she's actually a teacher, a former student of hers, who's graduated like years and years earlier, Uh, comes back into her life and he's like one of those playboy like rich guys type of thing he wants to just go and you know get with her because he's just like man like she was hot when like I went to school you know it'd be like great for me to like put that notch in my belt and somehow like she starts to fall for him he starts to fall for her as something more than just like a physical attraction and it's just—it's a story that doesn't end the way people think it's going to end.
0: Okay, that's enough to hook them in.
1: Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Cool. The um, go back to the 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 agoraphobia one. Um, I I can get on board with that. I, I'm not a sort of suffer of that. But social anxiety has been something that I have uh, experienced within the last few years. Or, yeah, probably more than that. So I think you know books like that, especially at the moment you know, you might be, you know, after, do you think something like that is more relevant? Not being too sort of, you know, getting too deep, but do you think it's, is a bit more relevant nowadays because of things like lockdown, you're going to have more people coming I out with it. these kind of difficulties.
1: Yeah. I so, And it's actually something, um, during the whole quarantine and lockdowns that have been going on. Um, I had done a, um, I did like some free, uh, free thing, uh, free books during that time. And, uh, that was one of the ones that I put up for free for just a little bit, cause I wanted to really get that out there. And, and if it was any way I could try to help people with it, it would be great. So then I, um, what I actually started to look into was, uh, I started planning out different, uh, disorders that I want to do. I want to tackle, um, in a similar way, because I do want to bring a further awareness to that. And I do want to bring more of like, um, of a a way for people to be like you know what i can i can empathize i can understand that that's something that i've went through and and i a couple of readers who um who become like fans of mine they talk to me on the regular and they've gone through social anxiety disorders too and they thanked me for it and i you know i want to go and capture that same feeling for more people because I think that that's something that needs to be addressed, it, yeah. you know, instead of just pushed under the rug or, you know, something along those lines, sure. um, I wanna go and kind of keep going with that.
0: I, I think the important thing, especially for me, from what you just said is, is, is raising the awareness of it. You know, I think a lot of people probably think if you need to sit down and write a book like this, you've got to be able to give advice and solve people's problems. You've got to have an answer in there. Um, I think just being able to talk about it, you know, read about it, write about it, just for someone to be able to relate and say there's somebody out there who has experienced exactly what I have. He may not come up and say at the end, you know, this is how you can fix it. You don't have to have all the answers, but being able f- to have something for people to be able to sort of reach out and say, okay, I'm not alone. That's, that's yeah, but that would be the sort of thing that, that made me... Um, feel good having read it you know not that I've, I've come up with a self-help book or anything like that just something that says these problems are there you know just be aware that they are and you're not you know you're not exactly. you're not alone so no I yeah that's what i'm
1: definitely a self-help person but yeah <laughs> it, i just want to really have the awareness for things
0: yeah brilliant so um to um to sort of as we go into the, the latter part, I kind of open up the, the floor to you. Is there um anything that you're working on at the moment or that you've got coming up that's sort of being released that you wanna sort of give a plug to? Or um, you know, where can people find you, keep up to date with what you're doing? You know, should they be able to um, you know, find your books and want to find out more?
1: Yeah, no, sure. Um so the last book I just put out was the the sixth installment of the Detective Ryan series. Um, so this actually is kind of the fallout, um, where I, I did actually tackle a little bit of the, um, uh, sex trafficking, okay. um, type of situation going on. And the detective actually had been caught up in it, um, and victim of it. Right. So I, uh, I had taken care of that already. And, um, so, so I, that was the most recent one. It was the fallout from that for her to try to... V- kind of find a balance in her life again and life after something uh, so horrible happening to her Uh, that was the most recent one what I'm working on right now and I'm hoping uh, to get taken care of I'm actually doing a quarantine love story
0: oh wow okay cool
1: um yeah so that's that's the one I'm working on right now and it uh, the one I was alluding to earlier Yeah. Yeah. and it it's going to be really interesting because it's it's two people forced to be with each other. Right. They, they lived with each other, but they don't like each other. And it's going to force them to really just grit it out for the next like couple weeks type of situation. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different layers to this, and I love it. <laughs> um, so it, it's definitely a book to, to watch out for. That's,
0: that's uh, what I can see up on screen with Ben Stiller or something in one day.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be great. it it would definitely be great if I could, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. uh,
0: Yeah. Can people find you on, on, uh, on Facebook or any other social media? Yeah. I'm all
1: over the place, man. Uh, I'm on Instagram under uh, author Andrew Hess, uh, author underscore Andrew underscore Hess. Um, I'm on, um, sorry, Twitter. uh, I am Phoenix 13. Uh, I'm all over Facebook. Um, I'm on Amazon. Uh, twenty one books and counting on that one.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you got a present on that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you could definitely find me all over the place. That's brilliant.
0: Well, listen, mate, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You are you are a real inspiration, I think, to anyone out there, who in, in any walk of life who um who wants to write, <laughs> likes to write, wants to read. You know, you you cover such a spectrum. I think there's there's definitely some great stuff for people to find there. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing. Thank you.
1: It's been a great time thank you mate take it easy thank you, you too